This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. It's made possible in part by contributions from podcast listeners. Please consider making a contribution by going to the Donate Now tab at mpbonline.org. Thanks for your financial support. Well, good morning, Carol. It's uh, another Deep South Dining, but today we are uniquely located, not in the studio as usual, but by the railroad tracks in downtown Flora. We are indeed, and finally, finally, they let us go on a field trip. I know, we've been wanting to we go have on been a road wanting, trip. And we've been wanting to come to Flora, so I hope you brought your permission slip. I know Java did. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're here in full force. There is so much happening here. Indeed, I got here early and drove around just to make sure I could touch base with all that's happening here. It's a, a very vibrant and uh, flourishing town, and the person who gets a lot of credit for making that happen is joining us this morning in the first segment, Chef David Rains. Welcome, Chef. Thank you very much. Man, we're glad to be in your place. Yeah, I'm glad y'all are here. So let's see, you've got a, this restaurant, you've got a, uh, a cellar, a, a liquor store oh, wine yep. shop. That we do. And the famous, I guess this is what started the whole ship rolling, was right. the famous uh, butcher. Yes, the floor, the floor butcher. butcher. That was the original thing that seemed to get everybody coming out this way. And, yep. and the floor butcher, is, it's truly an example of a destination store. When it first opened, people were saying, why did David open a shop in Florida, 20 miles, you know, from everywhere? But yeah. you have really, you know... Lit, in a, lit a fire under this town, but you attract people from all over. We see on post uh, on Facebook, you know, people drive over from Louisiana or down from North Mississippi, but you've created a destination, and now with all of your other food colleagues, I mean, you are a food destination. Yeah, it's been great. I didn't really see it coming, you know, uh, to people would be that interested in it. I thought it was a good idea, but um, we get people... One of my customers went to uh, California. He was in San Francisco wearing a Flora Butcher shirt, and someone stopped him and was like, yeah, I love that place. You know? <laughs> and one of my old butchers, uh, who uh, he works in Brandon now, uh, he was up fly fishing in Arkansas, and someone stopped him and said, yeah, I go to that place every time I'm in, you know, in the Jackson area. Like, it's just kind of, it's just kind of turned into a really big thing. I mean, we wanted to do something just super high quality and it was the most affordable place to put it and it was such a nice charming little town um but it, it certainly did take off uh, even more than i thought it would and i'm sure you get asked all the time why flora and you sort of explain that but sure there's some other thinking besides affordability well quaintness? i mean the affordability is it's important in business but um the common joke around here is that Florida's 15 minutes from everything right because you can get to madison in 15 minutes or clinton or canton yeah zoo is a little more of a stretch more like 20 minutes and then jackson is 15 minutes down 49 so it's really a nice centrally located place and you know the people the foodie kind of people that live outside of jackson all live in this general area so um there was a lot of good things about it i like the building 
and and the longer I've been in the town, the more I like the town, obviously, because I keep doing stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't like it, it's not obvious because you're you're and, continuing and you, to grow. You really hung your hat on selling the wagyu beef at first. Was that right. what you built the store around? I did because my father was raising wagyu, and um, the idea was to make it more of a farm-to-table restaurant. Uh, I mean, a butcher shop, and because we started. With my father's beef, we also started getting all the Mississippi animals we could get, and we started getting all the Mississippi products we could get to put on the shelves, and it just kind of became what it is now. It's just everything is uh, locally sourced except for some uh, you know, more gourmet things, pastas and salts and things like that, olive oils. Could you tell our listeners, for those who don't know, about Wagyu beef? Sure. Uh, well, Wagyu beef is a Japanese, it basically means Japanese cow, but it is, um, there's four types of Wagyu that people eat. Um, I mean, the rest are more work animals and things like that. But um, the black Tajimas are the one we specialize in, even though we do get some red Wagyu, uh, Akaushi Wagyu uh, from a Mississippi family who raises uh, a smaller number of cows. Um, but it's just known for its marbling. It's originally a cross between English breeds and like uh, a, a Korean heritage breed. Hmm. And then because of the isolation of the different villages in Japan over the years, they just kind of they, they kept reinforcing the genetics, the ones that marbled well or that were tender or, you know, and they just kept, they kept compounding it to the point where they came up with this really amazing breed that's just has it's tender it's delicious it's buttery flavored it melts in your mouth it's it's good beef flavor and it takes a long time to mature unfortunately because that's why it's expensive and that's why not many people do it because they live you know twice as long as a regular english breed like an angus or something but uh they don't get tender as they don't get tough as they get older but they um they marble more and more and more so it's just been it's just one of those cool things that developed over, you know, hundreds Very and hundreds of years. Very in Japan. Very much so, yes. And we get A5 from Japan, and we get olive-fed A5 from Japan. But our just our American Wagyu is, is the most popular thing at the shop. Again, we want to remind our listeners that we are live in downtown Florida at Dave's Triple B Restaurant. A great place for lunch. And uh, I enjoyed the pulled pork sandwich myself. I think Java... Took a hard dive into the chili earlier today. Wait a minute. Yeah, you I weren't here know. yet. You didn't get the uh, notice <laughs> about lunch. I thought Java said we shouldn't be here. No, no, no. Well, anyway, that, that happened. So, Dave, you got quite a menu sort of organized for us here. You and Joe Dira, your right-hand man over here, have not only organized our being here today, but you've organized a feast uh, of all of the local providers and some of the uh, restaurateurs and, that are in Florida. So talk a little bit about the menu and tell us what we got today. Well, I mean, one of the, one of the a number of cool things about Flora is the farming here. Two Dog Farm and Salad Days are right next to each other. Unfortunately, Two Dog didn't really have anything we could use uh, this week because of the heat and then the rain that yeah. we had a few weeks ago. Right. But Salad Days, they have the best lettuce you can get. It's bulletproof. It lives, you it know, lives it's still inside. alive when you're in, it's in your fridge and it's still living. Uh, 
But it's just great lettuce, and they're only a few blocks away. So we've always used it for all our salads and things like that. Um, And then Meredith is going to use that for a uh, wedge salad, a a different take on a wedge salad for you all to try. And she's doing the – they're they're providing the lettuce, and she's providing, you know, the – Accompaniments and dressings. So Meredith is from Railroad Pizza. Yes, Railroad Another Pizza, which is right across the tracks. I mean, we could throw a rock and hit Railroad <laughs> Pizza from here. Now, your newest enterprise is Rain Cellars. You've opened up a wine and liquor shop here in downtown Florida. You want yes. to talk a little bit about that? We, um, are, of all the things that I thought about doing with the building when it became available, a lot of my clientele, the foodie kind of people that come out here, they really like wines and spirits, and you know they just they ask me all the time, "Oh, what would you pair with this?" And I and I do have, I am certified as a sommelier, so I would talk to them about it, and they're like, "Okay, where where should I go?" And I'm like, "Well, you got to drive back to town." <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fifteen twenty minutes for you to go get something. Um, so we and I, I enjoy things like that. So we tried to do a different take on a wine and spirit shop so we have a big tasting bar and we're very interactive and we want it to be a destination as well um the variety of things we have in that store is something i haven't really seen in this area um so we just wanted to have a cool butcher shop and a cool liquor store right next to each other (laughs) and a cool restaurant down the street and that's what we did well it's very impressive i'm a big fan of the new wine shop and my husband and I live in Edwards, so driving over to Flora on the weekends is, you know, kind of an event. Yeah. But one thing I, I noticed was the cross-pollinization of, you know, of your places. Because when we were here, we were sitting in a booth at Dave's Triple B, and the vase that the flowers were in was from a rye. And so, you know, you're sitting there eating your food and, and wondering, now, what is this this product? Oh, you can get that at the wine wine shop. Yeah, so, so we, we try to have fun with it. Uh, we, when Barbie started growing flowers on the side of the building to make it look nice, we started making little flower bouquets and using all the interesting bottles from the store and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's Well, we great. actually went and bought the rye, and I came today with another order for rye. So before we leave... Good. <laughs> I'm going to hop down the street. That's what we like. Uh, you know, that's it's becoming more and more of a thing. They come eat at the Triple B. They go up to the butcher shop, buy some steaks. They stop, have a try something at the tasting bar, and then get whatever they want. And they make a trip out of it on Saturdays in particular. So it's been great. So our first course in this Flora Feast, you have prepared... Um, a cocktail for us. You want to describe yes. that for our listeners? Anne Marie is my general manager, and she is very good at uh, her cocktails. So, what you're drinking is called Dealer's Choice. It is ginger ale, Sprite, pomegranate, and pineapple. And then mm. what y'all are having is called. It's a twist on the painkiller. Have you ever had a painkiller? No, but no, it but has killed everything. <laughs> So the painkiller is rum, um, rum, pineapple juice, orange juice, and cream of coconut. And what she's done is she made a pumpkin puree to wow. add to it, and then she it's put a little spice. Yeah, she put a little. It um, is introducing pumpkin spice to the season. Well, it's just about that time, so she thought she'd go ahead and put it in there. So um, 
And it's got a little cat head bitter orange in it and a little fresh nutmeg grated on top. It is so delicious, but I'm wondering how Java's pain oh, no. is. Oh, well, no. Pain, pain is gone. Pain is alleviated. <laughs> <laughs> we are live, Carol. From we are indeed. Florida. And, Malcolm, we are doing something that we do best. We are eating and talking at the same time. Yeah, it's our specialty. It is. So we've had quite a feast that's been prepared for us here. We started it off with the cocktails. And now we have a salad straight from heaven. This is, this is insane. We have, two, we have a giant plate with two different types of salads on it. And uh, two different, three different dressings, I believe. A glaze and two dressings. And so, Meredith, are you going to explain what our salad actually is? I will. These are, um, one of them is our original wedge. These are wedges of salad days lettuce. We don't. We don't touch iceberg. We don't believe in it. We believe in locally grown produce and salad days. You can't get any better than than what they provide. And this is their bib lettuce. Bib. It, that was what yes. I was going to ask. It's very crunchy and it it cuts perfect in the shape of a wedge. So we just started serving it as our wedge, a traditional wedge with mm. our house blue cheese dressing, blue cheese crumbles, bacon, tomato, um, onion. And it's wonderful. We sell tons of it. And then I made a a different one just to kind of showcase a couple of our other dressings, which is also the Wedge of Salad Days lettuce. And it has our wasabi ranch on it and some seared tuna, our house-made croutons. Um, And then on the side, well, we put a little bit of our tuna glaze on the pieces Mm -hmm. of tuna. And then on the side, we served y'all some Japanese ginger. Wow. Which is another one of our house What are dressings. these pretty little pepper things? Those are pepidus. Pepidus. I ate those at a restaurant um, in Orange Beach many a long time ago, and I said if I ever own a restaurant, oh. I'm going to have those, and I found them. So. Are they the little pickle peppers, and you just take the core out? N- no, they're, oh. I buy them in a And in you a can jar. actually get them at the Olive Bar. You can. It's it, like Kroger and, and Whole Foods. Um Meredith, you and your husband, Wes, have Railroad Pizza, and you are just, yes, you know, a name around here. But you're also known, even though pizza's in the name, you are known for your salads and for your dressings. And I know you sell them commercially as well. Yes, ma'am. Um, in Gluckstadt Sullivan's, two, two Sullivan stores carry them, um, the one here in Flora and then the one in Gluckstadt carry a variety but not not all of them because we have so many but um they they carry a lot of them what's your most popular ranch <laughs> we call it liquid Mississippi ranch we call it liquid gold all right they dip everything in it well it's hard to have a bad salad when you're having salad days lettuce no so doubt it's a good thing you two got together good, so lee good morning here. lee all right good morning we we collaborate well together. Meredith works her magic on the salads and makes us look good. You don't have to drive far for pickup. It, it's literally two football fields. <laughs> it's right there. I mean, they can deliver to us if, it, if we're in a pinch. I mean, they can be there in 30 seconds. It's I know. It is, it is the true example of farm to table. The yes. farm and the table are literally two football fields We apart. call this hyper-local. Hyperlocal. Ah, all right. That's that's a, an interesting. When in term. Flora, you can hyperlocal. Hyperlocal. Right. Malcolm, we've got to note that. Absolutely. So Meredith, do you go by Meredith then or Meredith? Uh, both. Okay. 
tell us a little bit about your restaurant, about the Railroad Pizza. How long you've been here? Kind of what you serve, what people listening might expect if they were to drive to Flora to eat Railroad Pizza. Absolutely. We just um, had our sixth birthday, um, and we we have a, a very big menu because I, I my mind never stops. So we have lots of things on it. Um, pizza. We do the seared tuna, all the salads. Um, we home make our pimento cheese, and we we ba- hand batter all of our appetizers. Our pimento cheese turns into pimento cheese fritters all right. that we serve with a house honey comeback. We our most popular appetizer is our cheese sticks. We cut them and hand batter them every single day. Great. All right. So Lee, for our listeners, tell us. A little bit about salad days, your operation, what you do there, and what's unique about the way that you grow this fabulous salad that Carol and I are, and Java are munching down on. Yeah, Java's mighty quiet over yeah, there. I'm glad quiet. to see him over there eating his healthy greens. Um, well, salad days is, uh, we're eight years old now. Um, we were lucky enough to find a piece of property out here in Flora, which we love to call Mayberry because it's just such a great little town. Um we grow uh, hydroponically, so we do not use any dirt. We're all indoors, so we, ha- we do not have to use pesticides and chemicals because we have a roof over our head. Um, you know, we still feel the heat in the summer, and, you know, it, it, it's not totally bulletproof, but a lot more so than being out in a field. Mm-hmm. Um, we, can, we have a, a cooling system that, you know, in Mississippi, your you're <laughs> back's against the wall in the middle of the summer, but... But it works to a degree, and then most of the rest of the year it works great. Uh, we do heat it in the winter, and so we can grow 365 days a year, which makes our product very attractive to restaurants that want to put it on their menu, and it's, it's not seasonal. So are restaurants your biggest customers? Yes, um, primarily restaurants. We uh, During COVID, we had to do a pretty big switcheroo on our customer base because, as we all know, the restaurant world shut down and we lost 85% of our customers overnight. So we we did a a big model switch and went to a direct to consumer um, sales where we did an online market and and we had a great time with that and enjoyed getting to know a lot of people and we we hated to to have to pull away from that but we just simply don't have enough space to grow enough to do the restaurant and the grocery store business uh, in addition to the direct-to-consumer. So, so are you still doing your farm boxes or your is, – is that what you're talking about that had to go away? Yes, that we had to take a pause from that just because we are simply sold out to the wholesale market. Uh, we are actively planning an expansion as we speak. We are um, drawing plans and looking at what we're going to do, but we, we're looking at a fairly major expansion to try to, to be able to take on more of what we're missing. Wow. Right. Uh, tell us a little about your neighbor. So you have two two farms there. We do. We have two dog farms, which is um, on the same property with us. We the same we use the same driveway, so people get kind of confused when they come in about <laughs> where they are. But um, but they do a traditional outdoor row cropping farm. Um, they grow beautiful seasonal vegetables. Own I'm gonna say they've probably got about I guess 30 acres under cultivation now. Um, they also do chickens, so they have um, organic, free-range eggs. Um, they, they just keep 
branching out, doing all kinds of new things, but they, they do an excellent job. And you can find them at the Mississippi Farmer's Market, is that uh, No, I believe they're doing everything by CSA subscription now, so you can go to their website, twodogfarms.org, and look up their subscription uh, where okay, you get a box. explain to our listeners what a CSA is. That stands for Community Supported Agriculture, and basically you pay for upfront for a subscription that um, – I'd have to go look on a cheat sheet to see how many weeks, but usually it's maybe nine weeks or so. They do a spring um, <clears throat> subscription and a fall subscription. And so you pay up front, which helps them fund their farming. And then they, um, when they start producing, you come pick up once a week and get your fresh box of veggies, whatever's coming out that week. And I, I think they deliver to some places in Jackson. I mean, I think there's some pickup locations. I think they too. do one in Ridgeland. Um, I believe at the at a coffee shop, M7 coffee shop, I believe, is, mm-hmm. is their Ridgeland day. So they do that one day a week and then a farm day um, and another day. So, Meredith Ann, talk uh, to us a little bit about what it's like being here in Florida and how all the restaurants seem to work together to help each other and support each other, which is not always true, I will tell you, having been in the restaurant business for a lot of years. But it seems like you all have a nice, happy little family here. We do, and we have great restaurants. Um, people, they travel here from everywhere, and they talk about, you know, how good Bills is and Railroad and Triple B and Blue Rooster, and we just we have so many fans from, from everywhere, not just Flora. All the surrounding areas, we get people from um, Florence, um, from Vicksburg, from Yazoo City, everywhere. And, yeah, we're all, we're all one big family. We, we borrow to-go boxes and stuff from each other and <laughs> pay each other back gloves. I owe David a box of gloves. Now, your operation is a family restaurant, right? It is. Owned and operated by family. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. And, Lee, your operation is also a family operation, as it I understand. It is. My husband, Jamie Redmond, and I started it, and... We have a great little um, staff from right around Flora. Most, several of them live in Flora, and so it's a it's very small town, family oriented. I mean, it seemed like not that long ago you could drive through the main street of Flora, and it was just abandoned. I mean, there were two or three storefronts still open, maybe a bank, and now you're a hundred percent occupied on the main street. If you can find a space here, yeah, you're you're blessed to find a space if you want to open something. And the same thing with the housing market. If a house becomes available for sale or rent, it's gone. Right. I mean, you if you don't jump on it, you missed your chance. People love Flora. They want to come here, and, and they do every single weekend during the week. I mean, we're just, everybody's so busy, and it's just flourishing. It's Well, Malcolm and Java and I were talking about an article we read that talked about the West Main Street project here and so you're going to be adding more retail and actually some condos so people who are interested in living in Florida better get busy yes it's not an, an don't easy delay, don't delay. <laughs> and Malcolm this is the prime example of what you've been preaching for so many years about the creative economy oh yeah when a few yeah. creatives get together it can transform a city or a town yeah it can recreate a town or it can actually create one uh, so this is a great example of of a lot of people creative people coming together pulling together taking an old beautiful town with great bones and uh, making it quite a successful story out of it one quick question lee for you about the train 
does the train disrupt or does it add to the quality of life here? It doesn't disrupt at all. It is it sort of sets a rhythm for the for the town and we can be in there working away and hear the the whistle and Jamie will say, "Well, there goes the Amtrak," you know. <laughs> he know and, or he'll even notice that it's late sometimes if he hasn't heard the whistle. So it's uh, it's just part of part of being in Flora. Now, Meredith Ann, your business is actually named for the railroad track, so y'all must be fans of the railroad, or or is it disruptive? It is not disruptive. We we actually love it. But um, Wes and I were blessed to find this this spot when it came available, and it was right on the railroad tracks. And when we were thinking about a name, um, one of the artists that we like is Sturgill Simpson. Oh yeah. And so um, "Railroad Us In" is one of his songs. Well, we were riding down 55 um coming back to town one day listening to him and that song came on and we were like what railroad pizza and i mean it <laughs> happened just like that just then and we were like this is so silly but no that's great so the name was kind of born excellent all this food in uh, the morning it's early and we're eating big it's it's a quite a quite a feast here um, in I think we need Florida. to have david Rains tell us what is before yeah, us yeah i mean we're well we're on our third course we started with a cocktail then we had a salad now we're having some wagyu beef and then we will move to dessert can you describe this amazing dish so um i am a huge fan of steak frites which is just a classic um, bistro dish of french fries and steak there's a lot of different things you can use for it Um, i think one of the most unappreciated steaks that we carry is probably the bavette um, the common name for it is the uh, sirloin flap, um, but it come it basically looks like a big, thick, meaty, juicy skirt steak, uh-huh. uh, and it's just not very well known. So uh, we've definitely turned a lot of people onto it uh, since we've been open. But it's just it's got great beef flavor. You cut it against the grain like a skirt uh, because of the grain structure, but uh, it's just delicious. I put a, a tiny bit of Marchand de Vin on the bottom with the Mark West in it and then we have a chimichurri on top uh which we use for our tri-tip sandwich here and everybody loves our chimney so we try to mix it in there as much as we can so the beef it's just so you guys can really try to see what we're seeing it's cut almost the size of a quarter would you say malcolm yeah a thick quarter a thick a very thick quarter <laughs> and then he has the chimichurri just drizzled across the top with a nice uh, sort of it's swimming in a, a float in a it bed is floating of uh, in what a, is the you said that was a wine was a marchand de vin the, really the wine merchant sauce uh, mm-hmm. i thought that was fitting for the occasion um, and i like to use the wine we're drinking with the uh, wine and the sauce so that is the mark west pinot and it's affordable to an extreme so that you can use it for cooking as well as drinking and it's just an easy an easy win. So well, it's a winner. Back us up, Chef, to the, the the first wine that you paired with the salad and walk us through to where we are now. Uh, so we started with the Seeker Rosé, uh, which is a French rosé. It's a blend. Uh, we have really had a lot of good responses to it for people that don't like sweet wine um, because some rosés are it's just too much for people. They just don't want to drink too much sweet. Some of them can be sweet. kind of cloying. Yeah. And it's, and it's good for, like, it's got enough acid to it that you can eat it with, like, your salad with, like, a creamy dressing. You know, it can combat that a little bit. Um, so I thought that was a nice, uh, a nice pairing. 
Then we went with the Mark West Pinot, which is very light bodied, um, not too dry, but but a, a dry wine, and it goes well with food. And it's again, it's something that you can afford to cook with at the same time. So you can sit there and pour your wine in the sauce and have a little glass for yourself and everybody comes out ahead <laughs> they do i had the opportunity to spend about an hour in the wine shop a few weeks ago and i really want to compliment you on the range of prices that you had because you had old world wines that were reasonable i mean you had a whole you know just a whole range of things that that were Fairly, you know, fairly reasonable. I thought, oh, I can get a French wine for twenty dollars or twenty-two dollars. Sure, yeah, you don't. And wanna, it looked deliberate. Yeah, it is. It is very much so because I don't want people to. You know, we tried to make it look pretty fancy in there, but we don't want to have only the most expensive things. We want to have the range so that people come all the time. My butcher shop is the same. You know, um, we try to have just amazing products that don't cost too much, so that we can get everybody in there because you know we want to be part of the community not just the you know just sell 300 hundred dollar bottles of wine to the uber wealthy or whatever we just right. we want everybody to come hang out with us you know we enjoy it uh we enjoy our tasting bar and everybody comes in and it's just i don't know you've been well, there it's a beautiful it's shop and i love the way it's laid out i love the tasting bar and it's an event it's a destination it is it's funny we've had so many people uh have birthday parties and come to the tasting bar with the group, you know, so they, cause you can try, you know, up to an ounce of uh, spirits or four ounces of wine. So you can try four things while you're there and they just think it's cool and fun. And, you know, they love the interaction and, you know, it's been fun. Someone got engaged I mean, in front be, of it yeah, the last great, week, you know, a great idea cool. for a supper club or, you sure. know, any, any kind of, of group that wants just an activity. People that are really into their spirits and wine, uh, they enjoy it. And they come on the days that are appealing to them because of what we're tasting. But we have, gosh, we have so much open behind the bar now. I mean, you could come every day and it would take you a month to get through all the things. How do you publicize what you're tasting? It's on Facebook mostly. Anne-Marie puts it on there. Um, but it's, in general, not always. We have a like an official tasting on Thursdays and Saturdays. Thursdays is usually four to seven. Saturdays is uh, all day, sort of. But the tasting bar is open all the time. So if you just want to come in and try a barrel pick or just something we have open, we have people that come in and they just look and see if there's something open that they haven't had before. Because uh, every tasting we have to open something. So tell us your Facebook address. Facebook address. It's Rain Cellars. Um, Rain Cellars. Rain Cellars, and I guess that's how you find it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not very good at social media. Malcolm, Java has been entirely too quiet. Well, he's eating. He's been eating Java, since the move, minute he walked in the, in the building the, over here. I mean, you're the guy that... Yeah, like I told Chef with the chimichurri because he told me it uh, you know, has a combination of things, cilantro and different things, and the chili flakes. And I told him I'm not really a hot guy, but I can get down with this chimichurri because it's not hot. <laughs> It's not hot at all. It has a little bit of flavor from the, you know, from the chili flakes, but this is great. And then pairing it with fries, Chef is a pretty fancy guy, in my opinion. <laughs> but he pulls out French fries a lot. But I found out that they were fried in Wagyu fat. Yep. See, it's, 
fancy. It's not your ordinary fry. Yeah, it's not your ordinary fry. <laughs> you come to Flora, you get a fry that has been fried in Wagyu fat. Yeah, and Flora is has a special place in my heart because they take care of technical. The, 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 uh, I'm, I'm in the corner with you're my uh, with the with the board because we are live inside of Dave Triple B's. And normally when you go places, they usually take care of talent. But technical is off to the side eating a box sandwich or something. Mm. But not but not today. Not today. Yeah. You know you what are I told the talent. I told him, girl, he's hanging out with the wrong talent. He is hanging out with the wrong talent. We make sure that he's talent. fed well. But Dave, I love the, the fact of the, the steak and fruit or steak fruit. And that's a really traditional French dish you can find in a lot of bistros. It and is. Very much a bistro dish. Yep. Well, let's move from the bistro uh, food to the grandmother's recipes and uh, have something sweet, which is always my favorite part of the meal. And, you know, Malcolm, one of our favorite sayings is life is uncertain. Eat dessert first. And I think you lived into that today. I Before did. the steak, you were eating Italian cream cake. You know, when from- I go to those conferences, those <laughs> meetings, and they, put the, they set the table and they put the salad and the dessert out there, and then they bring the entree. Well, my dessert's gone by the time the entree gets there. I mean, it's there. I'm going to eat it, right? Well, I'm so excited that we have Teresa Sones from Bless This Food because we have been blessed with her grandmother's Italian cream cake. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about your operation. Well, Bless This Food has been in operation since 2008. We started really small. We moved out to Flora 15 years ago so that my oldest son could play football at Tri-County, and we found a house that had a mother-in-law apartment, and I said, that's going to be my kitchen. <laughs> so we, com- we converted that to my commercial kitchen, had it inspected and licensed, and I stayed there for several years, and everything was done over the phone. And, of course, my kids are techies, and they're like, mm, you got to upgrade, Mom. So we built a website, and people can now order online. You order online, pay online, and then two days later we deliver to your house. And then three years ago, she said, you've outgrown this kitchen. We can't do this anymore. So we moved to a storefront in the Cotton Exchange Plaza on Highway 49 here in Flora. And it's just gone from there. And and tell our listeners what sort of meals you prepare and what your operation looks like. Right. In the storefront in Flora, we have freezer meals, all different sizes for little families up to big families, mostly southern casseroles, side dishes. We also have some fresh foods, chicken salad, pimento cheese, we do salads with um, salad days lettuce that Lee brings us. We also do um, healthy individual meals that we can put in the microwave for two minutes, and that's how I lost all my weight. So I wanted to share that. With I the believe public. you have lost eighty. I've lost eighty so far. I have on your own to cooking. Go. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> we, you are fabulous. Well, well thank you know you. what we haven't mentioned are the rolls. The bread. I'm known for the bread. My sourdough bread. Yes, ma'am. That was my pastor's recipe in Tupelo. It was our communion bread. And before we moved, I said, you have to teach me how to make the bread. So he has fed us more than he ever realized he would by so giving me that did you bring recipe. the starter from Tupelo? I made a fresh one. So my starter one. is okay. now 17 years old. Okay. And, you know, the older it is, the better it is. It's a flora starter. It is a flora starter. <laughs> okay. Well, what did you name of, it? Did you name it something? Yeah, do you have a name for your starter? I don't. You I need one. You have to name your starter. You have to do it. it. I do. Eddie I mean, we could needs do it to, here. You, know, you need to know how old Eddie is. You know. Yeah, I do. Or Java, you could name it Java. Java. <laughs> but, oh. but just a couple of points. Um, I have been a customer for a while, and I knew. I mean, the the freezer meals 
or what got me there in the roles. But until today, I had no idea about your delivery program. Yes, ma'am. It's really big. We have customers from all over. We go to Madison, Clinton, Vicksburg, all through the Delta, anywhere within so a 50-mile radius. So if you go to Vicksburg, you'll come to Edwards on the way. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Yes, ma'am. And the other, up, yeah, it's a hookup. And uh, the other thing is you have a store in Pearl. We do. We opened it last October, and it's doing really well. We love it over there. Great people over there. Tell our listeners where it is. It is in the Park Place Shopping Center. If anybody is familiar with where Fernando's Restaurant is, which everybody over there is, that's where it's located, right across the street from Park Place Church. Hmm. Okay, so you go down Highway 80. It's on Highway 80, yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. well, we are, we are so thrilled that you joined us today, and this cake is amazing, Thank and you. it is your grandmother's. It is. It's an old Southern living recipe. You and know where how is we your grew grandmother up on those. from? Yep. She was from Newton, Mississippi. So she's not Italian. She's not Italian. It's just an Italian cream cake. Yes. <laughs> well, we are probably kin because my family is from Newton County as well, so I'm sure you're a long-lost cousin. Maybe, maybe. My family was from Hickory. Oh, yes. Know exactly where it is. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't, can't talk to anyone very long in Mississippi. No. Without connecting. There's one degree of separation. Only one degree of separation. But, Malcolm, your cake is almost gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, you seem surprised. My entree is almost gone, too. And, just, and I had a pulled pork sandwich yeah. before we started. Teresa will understand this, and I know Java does. It is not right that he can be this skinny I totally agree. Person, and if you've seen him eat today, this is only the beginning. Yes, I, I do. Is love it fair, Java? Not fair at all. <laughs> oh, you guys. So, Dave, uh, what's next? I mean, you're a guy that seems to never rest. You now have a wine shop. You have a butcher. You have a restaurant. What's next? I, t- I don't know. <laughs> Once I get caught up, I'm sure I'll do something to make my life harder. I just might. The way I am, uh, but uh, you know, I've my friends joke that I need to open like a gun store or something because I keep doing all the manliest things they can think of, like butcher shop, barbecue, <laughs> liquor store, you know. But uh, I think what I'd like to do is have a kind of a instead of doing like I always wanted to do like a big steak and seafood sort of restaurant that would appeal to all the locals and use all the products I use at uh-huh. the butcher shop. And then, you know, have an amazing wine selection because of the cellar. Uh, now I think sometimes I'd, re- I'd like to just do a, maybe a restaurant that's more just tasting. You know, you hmm. come in on a Friday or Saturday and uh, it's a set menu, you know, prefix, wine pairings, you know. Uh, have a nice bar for beforehand, but, you know, just use all the things that we've combined to do something like that and i and strangely enough i think i would rather put it in flora than anywhere else so maybe you'll see that one day but i don't know i'm not going on much sleep these days so uh, <laughs> yeah uh, and it, yeah driving through here several times i've seen you walking down the street and yeah. as a former retailer and merchant it it really touched me to think i mean you can walk to all of your 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 empire is right. I know. It's, it's right ama- here. It's wonderful. It's, it is. I mean, it's a really good life. I know. You walk. You walk to the bank. You walk to the post office. You walk across the street to get your car tag. You know, no line. Just uh, a nice lady sitting behind the window. Just happy you're there to talk to her for a minute. You know, I mean, everything is just super convenient in this town. 
And um, my general manager, Anne Marie, uh, at the cellar, was just thought that was the strangest thing that we walk everywhere. <laughs> and now she walks everywhere. Like we walk to gem publications and print out recipe cards for cocktails. We, you know, you walk to the bank to get change. You, you know, the staff will walk across the street to railroad pizza. Uh, uh, it's it's too too easy, too fun, and everybody's so nice around here, and it's just it's just great. Well, y'all have created a beautiful community, and you know we haven't had time to mention mention them all. I mean, Blue Rooster is one of my favorites, and you have a gourmet coffee shop. And who else am I? Bills. Bills right across from us. Yeah. 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 So, so come to Flora. Eat, eat absolutely. A lot. Come to Flora and uh, leave full. Teresa, how can our listeners find you? On social media. Yes, sir. And We're on Facebook and Instagram, Bless This Food Catering. And we also have our website, which is blessthisfoodcatering.com. Right. And, Chef, for you guys, I guess you can just Google Chef David Rains and it just <laughs> blows up. I guess. Uh, <laughs> We've certainly got a lot of attention, mostly due to Joe's efforts, but he let everybody know that we're out here. Yeah. Um, but, yes, if you rain sellers, um, you can, in the, uh, very first days because it's only four months old it was a little harder to find but now if you put rain cellars in there it pops up pretty easy the floor butcher definitely pops up easy and then dave's triple b uh just try to go to the facebook pages they have more information by far than the websites and david just referred to joe and we need to tell everybody that joe dara does publicity for he's a magic man he's a magic man that promotes <laughs> that's why flora. we're here it is why we're here because joe and it's java and because says, of java yeah, the java, two j's yeah java says joe just knows how to do <laughs> and we're grateful for that and we yeah, are blessed to be here and we thank all of you uh, for joining us today certainly chef david rains and dave's triple b's for hosting us it's been great being here in your restaurant lee bailey from Salad Days, Meredith Ann Carter and Wes, her husband, are here. And Teresa Songs from Bless This Food Catering. Uh, it's been remarkable. And I'm full, and I'm wondering how I'm going to get back to Jackson. So, Carol. Signing off here, Mal. We're signing off. From, from Flora, Mississippi. That's right. Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting's Think Radio. We are funded by generous contributions from listeners like yourself, and we thank you. Our show is produced by the wonderful Java Chapman. For for my co-host, Carol Palmer, I'm Malcolm White. And please join Carol and I every Monday for more Deep South Dining, heard exclusively on MPB. MPB. Think Radio. I thought she was going to say This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.